Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name's Chris Scott. My name's Atish, and in this week's episode, we talk about elevator pitches, how to structure them, how to do them, how to be successful at them. we got to figure out how we're going to do the long distance thing. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get a USB microphone. You're getting the Blue Yeti. Yes. Uh, because a lot of gamers use it, and you love gamers. I, I love gamers. Absolutely. So then I'm going to be over here in Tucson, and you're going to be all the way up in Phoenix. All the way up in Dirty Phoenix. Uh, the Dirty P, as they call it. <laughs> sure. So uh, we're going to have to communicate somehow. So... Are you on the Skype? Um, I think I made a Skype account a million years ago. But uh, but uh, I, I don't. I definitely don't remember like my login or anything, so I'm going to have to start a new one. Okay. Will Skype like have a reliable connection and like a reliable like ability to do that, or should we try and find something else? I guess we can... Well, I think the thing that's going to happen is you're going to plug in your microphone to your computer and your computer is going to record the audio. Okay. So we got to find you an audio recording program. Audacity? Isn't that a thing? Sure. I think, and I think it's free. Yeah. So you just got to hit record on your recording program. I'll do the same setup that we're doing here now so right. I can record my side of it. Your half of it. But that means that you're going to have to send me a, a file to edit. Like a WAV file? or Right. Of, okay. And so... We'll have to sit and talk through Audacity to make sure you have all the right settings. Oh my god, it's gonna be interesting. Is that is that our uh, next episode? It's just like a live debugging of. <laughs> no, I feel like we we just talked it out. Yeah, I don't think anybody else wants to hear more. No, probably not. About how to how to how to do it. How to have long distance conversations and record them. Yeah, I mean the only other concern is the internet, but. Uh... I've got Cox. It'll be fine. Uh-oh. Probably. Why? Is that not good? No, I'm kidding. I was just saying, uh-oh. Yeah. Felt like the right time to say, uh-oh. Yeah. If anything, that's a, that's a good time to... But, but but we'll record two separate audio files, and then we'll you'll just email it to me, and then I slap them together in the computer. Mm-hmm. Chop, chop. So how does that work now? Are, are these two separate audio files that we're doing right now, or is this the same, like, singular? So the file that's being recorded right now is one file mm-hmm. with two audio tracks. One file, two audio. So tracks. the left audio track is just my audio, and the right audio track is just your audio. So when I drop it in the computer, I separate those into two mono files. Got it. And then boom, I edit them separately, hmm. and then merge them back together. Got it. Because there's a whole rigmarole I do to our audio files to make them sound this good. Yeah. Not really. This high quality podcasting material. We I have push right like here. four buttons. Really? Hmm. But the process is all automated. So it's like 20 processes that happens when I click one button. Oh, gotcha. Like it's like a preset. So we do like, we do a normalize on it, which kind of normalizes our volume to a specific decibel. So you mean because I talk super loud and super low and then never into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> At least this problem will probably be fixed with this, uh, well, in theory, well, you'll be able to hear yourself because you refuse to hear, wear headphones right now. Well, because if only one of us is going to be wearing headphones, it should be the person who actually knows how to use the audio equipment and modulate it, not some idiot who doesn't know how to do any of that. But how do you know if you're not talking into the mic? You can hear the difference. R- right, but, but forget about talking in the mic. What if there are other sound issues that are going on? 
but oh. like I would have no ability to to know what I'm looking at or not looking at hearing. Well, you got to learn them because you're going to be on your own. I know this is scary. Um, but yeah, we do normalize, declick, depop, dehiss, dehum. Uh, we <laughs> run some EQ on it. We run some uh, compression on it. We run some uh, something else. It's like a whole process. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Not that you know what all of that means. Nope. You lost me at D-click or whatever the hell you said. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways, so suffice to say, Chris does a lot of work on the podcast. Right. This, I, is, this is me fishing for some uh, uh, recognition. Some, uh, what's another word for that? Kudos. Do you want some kudos? Uh, sh- I'll think of the word and it'll just pop out in like 40 minutes. Understood. Randomly. You'll Probably stop not. it down and... and uh, Appreciation, I think. Appreciation, maybe. Yeah. I think that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, you you do a whole lot. I I uh, used to contribute uh, uh, show descriptions, and I stopped even doing that. Yeah, because you kept forgetting. Well, I yeah, it's it's hard for me to keep track of. And then I also just forget what we did the previous episode on because in general we're always one episode forward. We're always moving forward. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of moving forward. Nice uh, segue there. Good segue. See, that's why I earned my keep. Um, speaking of moving forward, uh, there's several tasks, I think, ahead of you before. Uh, I think we've, we've, we've definitely talked about it on the podcast, your next uh, venture, um, the Murder Mystery Night. Yes. Did you give it a title yet? Is that something you want to share right now or now? So uh, I'm working on the title, and I think this is where it's landing. Give me one second. Okay. I need to find it on the... Yeah, not a problem. I mean, I, I remember you sent me a couple of ideas, and I liked them. I definitely, I definitely liked where your head was at in terms of uh, those, although I think we ultimately disagreed on which were the better of the two. Oh, did we? I thought I only sent you one. No, you sent me two different... T- no, okay, actually, let me correct myself. You sent me one title... And then you, after a couple texts later, you said you made your a different suggestion that was a play on the first one, and you said you liked that one better. And I said I disagreed. Okay. But maybe I'm reconstructing history in a different way. Was it murder under the desert sun? Yeah. It's, it's a dry mystery? Or no, not, not a dry. That was the one, yeah. Evil under the desert sun. It's a dry murder. Yeah, that was the one I liked. Okay. Because I think I think a dry mystery. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Well, it's a play on words, and people. It's like a really dry joke. It's like my humor. That is true. That is your humor. But uh, somebody told me that evil might be too dark, and I'm like, it's crazy talk. Too dark and too ominous. I was um, thinking of murder mystery titles, uh-huh. and I just found that it was a Agatha Christie story called. Uh, Evil Under the Sun, I think, is an Agatha Christie book. Oh, really? Yeah. So you add the desert, makes it all too sunny. Yeah, makes it all too sunny. And that's like, I mean, your your whole thing has a very local feel to it. And, you know, it's a dry heat is like our slogan. Right. And then all the, the uh, hipsters say it's a dry hate. Yeah. All the liberal hipsters. Yeah. And all the conservative people say it's a dry heat. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's a dry murder. It's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good. uh, I like where your head's at on it. So that's the name of the night. Yeah. I have somebody working on some poster art. Beautiful. It's going to be a a sun with some cactus and some uh, strangle hands. 
strangle hands. Because there's a copper wire strangler in the second short. Right, yeah. And it's not going to make any sense when you see the poster, but it's going to make sense after you see the event. Well, what about, and now I might be, maybe I'm going too far with the evil thing or the whatever, conceptually speaking, and I don't want to derail your whole train of thought because I'm sure that looks a whole lot better because you know what you're doing visually. But what about, uh, so you have the sun, you have the mountains, and you have a stretch of desert, and then you have like a, I don't know, what's a desert plant? Like an acacia bush or like a, do, do succulents have root systems? Succulents live on like walls and things. People craft with them all the time so i don't <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't really know what they okay i don't know how well, they basically live. you have a plant that has a root system so maybe also like, what is it i don't get succulents is it just like oh look it's a little succulent yeah i, I can like spit wad on the side of a wall yeah I, I don't know and you don't really actually do any like you don't have to water them you don't do anything they just like yeah you just see it on facebook it's like yeah. this this shoe rack is now a succulent rack yeah this is how we did it yeah no, what about the shoes? What did you do with the shoes? <laughs> what did you do with the shoes? Yeah, why, why do I have a DIY succulent rack? Right. Yeah. Um, well, no. So, okay, so you get a plant. So you have the, you've got the sun. You've got a stretch of desert with some saguaros or like some shit in it. And then you have a plant that has a root system like an ocotillo or something like that, right? And in the root system, then there's like a set of bones like underneath the root system. See what I mean? That is a murder mystery poster. Oh. Bones. Boom. Cut it, print it, sell it. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. There's more to the poster. I don't remember. Cool. We had the talk two weeks ago. Again, like I said, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the visual arts person. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, so you're pushing forward with your murder mystery night. <clears throat> but it's come to kind of a very linchpin uh, key element of it which is the uh, fundraising, money-making, that sort of area. So this is uh, where I'm getting caught up in that, yeah. like on like in my, my inner demon side. Yeah, yeah. It's like I know people will support the event most likely. I feel confident in that. I feel pretty – based on the turnout of the Eddie Mommy screening, I would definitely say so. And I feel confident in getting a crowd there. Yeah. But the weird part is I need money to make these short films. Yeah, yeah. But – if I go out and get sponsorships, what is, what is that? Is it just people giving me money to make short films? Like, what is the benefit of giving me money to make my short films? Yeah. And is it a donation or is it a, what, how, how can I, yeah, I mean, would you have to do any like product integration or anything like that? Right. Right. Well, so, I mean, that's a, it's a kind of a complicated thing, but I think that that's something you immediately have to uh, work out yourself. Like, for instance, I remember in the Eddie Mummy screening, you had, was it, I, I forget if it was part of the credits or if it was part of that scroll that you had before the movie even started playing. Like, I remember there was like kind of a screensaver type thing you had going on. Right. Before the movie started playing. And during that thing, you had a bunch of your sponsors or like your... Uh, I don't know what you would call that, benefactors? So for the mummy screening, I didn't want a title or end credit sequence Uh because um, the surprise was that you had the band playing. Curtain was going to go up and the band was going to play. Yeah. And I didn't didn't want to wait for the credits to end. Oh, I see what you mean. For that to happen. People are like already, they're like leaving or something during the credits. You want to just roll right into it. I wanted the movie to fade out. And as the movie was fading out, screen goes up, band is playing the song from the movie. And it was, okay. it was pretty cool. So I didn't actually get to see it from the crowd, but 
No, seemed, it was it was great. It seemed cool. So uh, what we did was we made like a PowerPoint slideshow, and it had all the businesses that let us shoot at their locations, and we put them up on the, as a logo. It's like thanks to these locations for letting us film there. Mm-hmm. It's like thanks to these people, and it was like our cast and our crew and our all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And special thanks to people that gave special things. So it was like a you know advertising slide. Like at the regular movie theaters. Right. So, so I mean, in a sense, you already had kind of that, that sort of thing going. Um, I think that depending on whatever organizations or whatever people you're going to, uh, to kind of talk about this movie and try and get some funds from, uh, would be down for that sort of a thing. So you're saying I can say, hey, I'm throwing a screening event, uh, local business. Yeah. Uh, I'm offering you advertising space on the screen. Basically. And because, okay. So I don't want to tell you basically how to make your pitch before you make your pitch, but because I would, I would refine it, but that's kind of the thing you concretely, you are saying it in a, like you want to say it in a confident statement, not in a question. You, you catch my drift. So like, basically you're saying, um, you want to say that you're like exactly give this background, right? That last time I had, you know, my, my benefactors were the Rialto, you do whatever, whatever. And, you know, maybe you don't exactly express in what amount or in what, you know, way they were, but they definitely were. They supported you in a lot of different ways, right? Right. So, and then you can say like, I, I offered up, uh, uh, advertising space for them, you know, whatever in exchange, they, that was the funds that I got to make my movie. You know what I mean? So you're very clear on, uh, what they get, but also what you are trying to get. Right. So it's not just like an open-ended conversation. Right. You see what I mean? Um, well, the movie was self-funded and all those places just let us use their location for free. And that was like the thanks. It was, it wasn't, you know, Right. I'm not saying you lie. I'm saying, so there's a difference between, okay. So do you know, I I'm not lying, man. Yeah. No. Do you know why? Um, this is like when Leslie Nope didn't run to run that, uh, smear campaign, smear campaign. No. I'm, and I'm not suggesting you do, but do you know why? Uh, do you know why the statement that they have you swear in, in court is such a perfect statement? Why they say, do you swear to tell the truth? Nothing but the, tr-, or do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Right. That's, that is a perfect statement. And I think it was developed before people actually fully understood why it's a perfect statement, but maybe not. Either way, um, it's because it covers lies of commission, which are general lies, that I'm saying something that just absolutely isn't true. Uh-huh. Right? Then it covers lies of omission, which is, you know, the, the whole truth. I'm leaving stuff out. That's a lie of omission. And then nothing but the truth when you supplant things with extra details that are erroneous and don't matter, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can see how time is money. Facilities are valuable, like whatever. If they are letting you do something for free in their place, that's not actually free. Right. Like it's not. It means that uh, if you shot at, you know, the Rialto and you couldn't have anyone else there or anything like that, just just spitballing. I'm not saying that you did, but you know, whatever. You couldn't have anyone else there. They had to have somebody probably manned there for, you know, their own insurance or liability purposes that they're there while you were there. They couldn't just give you a key to the building and you did it all yourself. Sure. Right? Right. 
ostensibly. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Um, and they also had to have a block of time that, you know, and maybe it was the middle of the night. But either way, that's a time that they can't be doing stuff that you are doing stuff. Right. That's money. That's all money. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's not the traditional sense. It's kind of a looser sense, you know, whatever. And I'm not some kind of like scumbag, you know, whatever. But That's debatable. <laughs> but I'm basically, what I'm insinuating is that you, you have gotten people to work with you before on these things. And, um, or on these, these projects. And there's a dollar sign. You can and there is a value them. valuation to that. Okay. Similarly, I mean, now you're just looking for a bigger, um, you're doing a bigger project. So the valuation that you required, it has gone up. What that means is that essentially it's just like that conversation we had about, um, the hundred true fans or thousand true fans or million true fans or whatever. Thousand was. true fans. Whatever. <laughs> yep. The point is, is like either you um, find more people to help you out or you need more in an amount. So higher quality as opposed to higher quantity. Right. Uh, okay. Exactly. So, so that's, I guess, my first note. If I, if, I, if I were to have any, not that, um, that that's kind of more in a general sort of sense. Um, but I, I think the part where you're getting hung up on is your own, like what you're bringing to the table here. I guess the thing I'm getting caught up on is, well, like the short films, like, like the night is a cool thing to sponsor. Right. But making the short films is kind of, uh, basically throwing your money away because short films don't really go anywhere or do anything unless they turn out to be amazing short films that turn into real movies. Well, well, why don't we do this thought experiment, right? All right. Let me get my thinking cap on. <laughs> let's, let's consider for a moment. Um, what's your favorite local beer? Ooh, man. Now we get some great Chris Scott trivia. Favorite local beer? Yeah. Uh, I probably would go with the, uh, probably the Dragoon IPA. Okay. Maybe the Salina del whatever. The Salina del Sentinel Sol? Peak. Sentinel Peak, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, Sentinel Peak. Um, that one's really good. They also have uh, one. How do you feel about um, like these these infused wheat beers. Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm not a fan of wheat beers, period. Oh, okay. I think they taste like lotion. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to suggest um, Dillinger, which is relatively new. Uh, Dillinger has a Serrano Seduction, so it's like a, it's a beer with a little heat on it. But it is Wait, it's a spicy wheat beer? Yeah. That sounds like my worst nightmare. You're not down? I'm not a big fan of spicy. I'm not a big fan of wheat beers. Oh, okay. That sounds like the worst. <laughs> I mean, I, th I think it's all right. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's a great beer. I think it's all right. For me personally, that yeah. sounds like the worst. But I definitely agree with you on the Dragoon IPA and the Saluted El Sol. Both of those are pretty high up on my list as well. Now, th this is all erroneous. But um, consider this. It takes – I don't know how much money it costs to get this, like, barley or this, you know, whatever. I don't know how much money it costs to have like a filtration system. I don't really know how much money it takes to have this big tank and, you know, superheat this and have some hops and blah, blah, blah. I don't know how much money that is, but it is 
an amount. It's definitely an amount like that. That definitely is, you know, some money it costs. Mm-hmm. The beer itself, just by creating the beer, doesn't make anyone any money. Right. Right. It's selling the beer or like having the beer somewhere. Like you buy a Dragoon at, I don't know. The bar. Our bar where you, where you filmed something, right? Right. So perhaps you're thinking about this the wrong way. Oh, no. I hear what you are saying 100%. You cost money to make things to sell. Yeah. To make a profit. So that's the part I'm getting caught up in is what is the profit part for the investor part, the sponsor part. Well, that depends. If So let's say I have a rich friend or a rich client that I work for, and I say, hey, client, I'm trying to raise $10,000 to make the short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how this will help you at all or, or profit you at all or benefit you at all. Like I'm trying to figure out the benefit part. Well, um, cause this is a random it, person with a lot of money. Right. Well, let's put it this way. Um, how much money did it cost you to rent out the Rialto for your, your Eddie mummy screening? Uh, it cost me, uh, $1,600, I think. Okay. So for the night, plus a percentage of something. Or they waived that. I forgot. They did something nice for me. They were very nice. They are very nice people. Okay. But it was still like $1,300. It was like, this is, the, this is what it cost to run the, the place for a night. And how much did you charge for tickets for that event? 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And how many tickets did you sell? Uh, 250 because we said we would. And we did. By gosh, we did. Okay. So by gosh, we did. So just quickly doing the math on that, that's 1,600 minus 10 times 250. That's giving me a negative number, negative 900. So in this case, because I started with the 1,600 as the, as the fixed number, that means it's $900 in terms of profit. Right. So then percentage given here, percentage given there, you know, whatever. The point being is that even on that where you didn't have this game plan with a whole lot of investors involved and whatever, if there's one person involved in it, you are already intrinsically making money off of the event in and of itself. If you even just follow the incredibly simplistic model that you made already. Okay. Now we're just going to, you know, kind of complicate it a little bit. It's getting very complicated, a little muddy. It's getting a little muddy because because the reason why that's doing so is because we're probably going to be dealing with multiple partners on this. Multiple partners, and it's the the budget to make these short films has exponentially grown, yeah, like a oh, crazy yeah. amount. Oh, and yeah, and that there's two short films, and the amount that's going to cost to produce those, and then the amount to run the event and put on the event, and absolutely, it's gonna it's like grown. Oh, for sure. But this is kind of a beautiful thing because as the you don't want to do the same thing you did last time no, and then get the all. same results. Now's our time to really ramp it up. Right. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. It's like so, I'm, I'm down to do this. Yeah. You know. You know what this is. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know all about that. Right. Um. But so so this is perfect. And you know, even just kind of working this stuff out live as you go, this is why we're doing this right now, right? We're figuring this out because when, when it actually comes time for you to pitch, you want to be like definite and rock solid on this sort of thing. Right. So it's, it's going to be more complex. You're going to have more partners on it. It's going to be for more money. 
that's why I think that you're not giving your uh, your trade abilities or like like what you do enough credit, right? You see what I'm saying? I've been thinking about that. I've been toying with that idea. You're you're kind of being like, oh well, why should these people give me money? Like I don't. Know. It's not as if I have a very specialized you know set of skills that not everyone else does. I mean, for God's sakes, you set up like you record this podcast and it sounds great and you're able to do, you know, whatever. I'm not even saying that's a thing. Perhaps even we start, uh, I mean, if we really get our listeners in between now and the time that you start asking for money up to a higher thing, we start dropping some names. We start, you know, dropping some sponsorships, dropping some sponsorships. You do video work, you do photography work. There's a whole lot of stuff you can basically package and bundle mm-hmm. into an investment. They get a percentage of profits from Murder Mystery Night. Right. Which, based on how the mommy well, movie... This is another thing that I'm concerned about. Okay. Well, with the profit part. I mean, the, the night itself, the event, the Murder Mystery Night is going to be a benefit night. It's a benefit screening for a nonprofit. Right. So, hopefully, nobody wants that money. That's going to go towards the kids. Towards the nonprofit, right? The kids, right? It's going to save the kids, save the kids, or the or the the rec center, or whatever for the kids, for the kids. So the <laughs> sponsorship and the the backing, the financial backing, that's like the weird part that I'm getting all caught up in. Well, so then what you're offering is you're going to have to put in some legwork, and you're going to connect these two uh, concepts: the people who are giving you the money and the fund with which the profits, quote unquote, are going to. Mm-hmm. Right. If there is something, because there are already for, for these uh, foundations and, you know, again, I'm going to use the Rialto because uh, it's not a foundation, but I just know that they have a donation structure because I, when I go piss in the Rialto, there's a poster right in front of my face that says like, Oh, for this much money, you get this kind of membership and this much well, money. The last couple of years they became a nonprofit. Okay. Well, there you go. So that, I think that's how they stay. The Rialto. I've I've no idea how that worked, but anyways, so essentially you can um, you can partner those people together. Like you talk to the foundation that you're trying to raise money for, then you talk to the people, a wide berth of people, because a lot of people are going to say no. Heads up, you got to be get used to you know getting door slammed in your face. Uh, No one says no to me. (laughs) <laughs> no one says no to Chris Danger Scott. Right. Right. Danger's my middle name. <laughs> but, you know, just for in this thought experiment, maybe not everyone's jiving with what you're laying down. But you connect these people and um, they there is probably already something in place, uh, like a, a benefit structure or something like that for this foundation in place for people who donate. Right. Even if it's just something like a tax write-off. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So then you're going to have to sweeten the deal by whatever it is that you do. But but you do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of things. And you do a lot of stuff proficiently to the point that you're uh, like, I don't know if this is something that we're sharing, so I'm not going to address it specifically. But you're working on like, you know, some TV shows and that sort of thing. Right. Right? You're You're credited. I have credits. Yes. You have credits. So obviously you do a damn good job. I have credentials. You have credentials. You're a guy, which which 
let's put an asterisk next to that because I want to lead that into when we're constructing your pitch. Boom. Asterisk. Asterisk. We're talking about that. So in that sort of sense, people will naturally want to, if they, like, you'll get a lot of no's, but then there are a lot of people who see that for what it is, like, that their initial investment is going towards something, and they're also reaping something back in return, which that's how businesses run. Obviously, we would love to exist in an altruistic society where we're all just uh, giving money freely, and we coordinate with each other, and we all do stuff for the benefit of others, but that's not exactly how stuff works. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to be too much of a pessimist here, but that's kind of how it goes. Right. But in really kind of making a larger conversation with all the people that you're trying to get involved, I think that's how that's going to work out. Okay. Maybe I'm being optimistic here, but it's it's a start. It's a start. So what you're essentially going to need to do is create two separate pitches, but they're going to be very similar. So you won't really have to stretch too much okay okay one is for the foundation that you are trying to benefit right and you're going to be explaining to them how they are going to benefit from you let's say raising awareness and funding them huge Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i mean even those two constructs in and of themselves if you can demonstrate how that would happen which shouldn't be that difficult boom there you go your second pitch, and, and this kind of creates uh, what's called a positive feedback loop. Do you know what I'm talking about? A uh, positive feedback loop. Is that like uh, when the microphone gets too close to the speaker and you hear that loud squealing noise? It might. I don't know enough about <laughs> sound to, to tell you if that's the case. But, like, I, I mean that the release. You know, you, know, you know when you go, when you hear feedback, you know what feedback is at the, at yeah. the shows or the mic's too. Yeah. And yeah people are like, oh. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and the band keeps going even though they should stop. <laughs> and the sound guy's like, "I don't know what's happening." <laughs> I kind of more meant when, um, when you get a release of like a neurotransmitter, say serotonin, dopamine, whatever, that excites a certain cluster of cells, which brings the cells naturally closer to the level, the threshold of an action potential. So then, a smaller stimulus of electrical activity, boom will uh, create an action potential. That action potential releases subsequent serotonin and dopamine. So you can see how this creates this loop. Addiction. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm basically describing an addictive loop. Right. But, but you can see how that creates a positive feedback loop where your, uh, the initial stimulus will create another stimulus, which then creates the initial stimulus, and it all just kind of keeps cycling. Just keep big circle. Right. So then you give your pitch to all your would-be investors, mm-hmm. right? And that one's different because now you're not talking about how... You, you do talk about how it benefits the foundation, but you need to talk about how benefiting the foundation benefits, benefits them, them. Mm-hmm. how it benefits the Tucson local art scene, and how a benefit to you, because, I mean, that's the elephant in the room, right? You're the one asking for money. You're literally like these movies. Yeah, literally, the elephant scout in the room. Right. Boom. T-shirt. Cut it, sell it, print it. Um, Cut it, print it, sell it. Damn it. Anyways, um, uh, you also bring up how a benefit to you is a benefit to both of these parties. Right. Which should be obvious. You're making a connection that presumably was heretofore now unused. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of facilitating the whole thing. All right. All right. So 
But then once you kind of see, once you get some of these investors down, even for a small amount, then you already have demonstrated money flowing into the foundation. And money flowing into the foundation means benefit is coming back to that initial investor. Mm -hmm. So you're starting your positive feedback loop. Now when you present to other investors, you have data. You have something to show. Right. Not hard numbers, obviously, but you have like a kind of general idea. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So in that way, and I mean, this is essentially... It's, it feels genuine for you to do it yourself, and that's the way it should be. But having a good salesman in your corner wouldn't hurt. Yeah. You need like, a, like an RE Gold. I used to know one, but he's moving to Phoenix. <laughs> I'm, I'll, 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 you know, for you, I'll consult and I'll do it for free. Uh, I roll just happened. Because I want to benefit the kids in the rec center. Sure. All right, so I need to come up with two pitches. Right. One for the benef- beneficiary. Yeah. Even though everyone's benefiting. Everyone's benefiting. That's and the then idea. one for the sponsors. Correct. The people giving the money. Correct. One that's receiving the money, one that's giving the money. Right. Okay. And here's what the the first these like initial right off the get go is. Okay. The thing I like would need to impress upon you is that the these pitches that we that you know we're kind of thinking of right now the goal isn't to get someone to sign a check no the goal is to get a second meeting right see what i mean right so is to entice excitement about the night right exactly yeah. exactly you're just you're kind of planting seeds yeah because you can't hold somebody up for you can't expect to hold somebody up for a 10 minute talk that's not going to happen no you'll have like 2 minutes max mm-hmm. probably much less than that so you're hitting your notes very quickly. Right. Um, but you're doing it in sort of like an impassioned way that will make people want to get on board. You're like a personable guy, you know? Kind of. Sort of. Um, I have to re-listen to that social. Yeah, the networking Networking. One. Yeah. Or networking podcast again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're, it's so succinct mm-hmm. for sure. And then you want to demonstrate value and kind of and by that i mean demonstrate your value but also the value that other people have for this okay you see what i mean Mm -hmm. so essentially what that looks like is it's going to be you know i guess the vague structure that we're looking at is you introducing yourself saying what you do what you've done lately and what what i mean by that is like you already have demonstrable proof of you putting on one of these events. Right. And it went well. Mm-hmm. Because anything that makes money, no matter what, and, and especially if you think about it, but if it was all self-funded, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But it was it was a good return, a good ROI. If right. you have something that demonstrates a good ROI, like a positive ROI, then you that's winning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what percentage. It it was in the black. The red is bad, right? So it was in the black. Right, the red is bad. Yeah, you were all you were all debit and no credit. Beautiful. What? I heard Matthew McConaughey say that once. Oh, well only Matthew McConaughey should say that. Okay. Scrap it. Um but the point is is that that shouldn't be too hard for you to do. Uh-huh. And you kind of just want to run through that you want to so introduce yourself, what you do. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm a film producer. 
Okay, but more. Oh, uh, I've produced such things as... Right, so um, my name's Chris Scott. Oh, yeah. I'm a local film producer... Uh, I, like what, I don't know what the technical jargon is for what for what you do, but like you're a local film producer, videographer. Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I'd want to stay more cinematic, I guess. So I'm a local filmmaker. I sure. think is more sure, 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 sure applicable. I'm a local filmmaker. Um, and you know, like my immediate thought when I was thinking about this podcast is, are you how familiar are you with uh, Troy McClure? Not at all. You don't know who Troy McClure is? Who is that? Okay, you must have not watched The Simpsons much. No, I never watched The Simpsons. The fuck? Ever, yeah. Okay, we have much bigger things to discuss after this podcast is over. All right. But uh, Troy McClure is a character on The Simpsons. He's like, you know how they have like a million characters on that show. and they well, yeah, make it's been on like, for like 95 years. Yeah, and they make kind of like a rich story for each one, which is why it's so brilliant. But Troy McClure is the, the guy. He's like the Billy Mays of, of their world, right? He's okay. on a bunch of like... So he's like... Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such things as, and then he like lists a whole bunch of dumb shit. Okay, right. But you're not listing dumb shit. You're listing great shit. Right, right. Um, so you know, hi, my name's Chris Scott. I'm a local uh, filmmaker, filmmaker, producer. You know, whatever, whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it was last year, right? Uh, sure, about a year ago. Okay, <laughs> let's say last year I put on my first event, blah, blah, blah. You briefly described the, the Eddie Mummy thing. Okay. So, you know, it was a great success. This year, I'm aiming to... Boom, 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 boom. Blah. Such that this organization... Blah, 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 blah. Like, how you're... How you're sorry, this is so vague, but, like, I, I'm... I don't even... Like, I would constructively word it if I knew what organization you're benefiting here and like what actually, you know, um, but, uh, I'm aiming to do this. Uh huh. I'm currently looking for sponsorship or people who are also involved in helping this cause, blah, blah, blah. If you have 10 minutes, I would love to schedule blah, blah, blah. Or you can reach me by phone here. Oh, right. Right. So that kind of like succinct and, and really the key on that, I'm, I'm like kind of just parsing over that, but the real key would be to find like a powerful hook. And I think the hook would be different for your beneficiary as opposed to your sponsor. Get your hand away from the stand. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what am I? So the, the hook is, um, for the beneficiary. It's, hey, you're going to get some money and some exposure. Yeah. And we're going to put a bunch of people that need to learn about your service. You know, we're going to put some info in their face and they're going to learn all about you. Mm-hmm. And for the sponsor, it's going to be basically the same thing. Yeah. But how about this also for a hook? Like that, that is true. And you definitely, that's the reason why, um, that's the, what is it? That's the steak. You got to add some sizzle. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like the reverse of what, so th- it's a bad thing when they say it was all sizzle, no steak, meaning it was all flash and no substance. Right. But that's all substance and that's great. Substance should be enough to sell people, but, but it's it not. a little, you need a little sizzle, right? So the sizzle that you add on this 
is um, it's pretty much like how I heard about escape rooms, for instance, okay. before there were any in Tucson. Now there's like nine. Right. But the first one that was in Tucson was like, we're the first escape room in Tucson. Uh-huh. And that's why that one is also the most successful. Because I apparently there's one up my place, up near my place on the north side of town. Really? Yeah. But I've never fucking heard of it. Mm-hmm. Right? I've heard about the one uh, that's closer to here, actually, because it was the first one. Right. And then they did that. We'll do a little background research and see what kind of things, because we, uh, I'm pretty sure these things are going on, like the, the stuff that you're trying to build, you're trying to promote, are the kind of events that go on in bigger cities like LA, yada, yada, yada. I've never heard of anything like this before. Even better. It's fucking novel. Right. There you go. So you want like i think that is a key component to this right making yourself like the reason why you're so passionate about this is because you're not just about like you know anybody can churn out well not anybody but enough people already churn out short films that then go play at the loft and you know that happens every once a month or whatever all the time you're doing something you're what's called value innovating i'm value innovating Innovating. Man, innovating. You that word down. You're, you're value innovating. And use that term. It's a buzzword for sure, but use it. Uh-huh. Um, you're value innovating because what you're doing is you're taking the same construct. It's like um, the difference between the circus and um, what is that French? The, the one in Vegas? Uh, Cirque du Soleil. Boom. You can see how they're virtually the same thing, mm-hmm. except one got remodeled as high art. Right. And is now sold in Vegas and very successful. And the others are completely on their way out. Well, Barnum and Bailey is gone. How sad is that? I, I don't really remember. I, don't really I, I think I went once as a kid. Yeah. It was cool. Anyways, so the point is, is that you are basically trying to do a novel approach and reshaping how these kind of like local film, you know, things are going to be done. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're really successful, this won't just be... And and this can all just be speculation. We're we're just live working through this. Maybe this won't be just a Chris Scott thing next time. Right. Maybe it'll be a Chris Scott and other good filmmaker. People have to try out for it. It's we don't it's not AYSO soccer. Man, you got all snooty real fast. Not everybody gets to play. Not everybody gets a trophy. I'm sorry. All right, all right. But the point being is that you are like you have the substance. Mm-hmm. That much we already know. Just, you know, kinda Pep it up a little bit. So we need a little bit of sizzle. A little bit of sizzle. Throw in a night that's never been done before. Right. I mean, what we can, um, what we can definitely say is that uh, that this is at the very least novel to Tucson. Uh huh. You know, for sure. That much we know. Right. The only other, you know time that i've seen a movie and then immediately gone into a band and an event and like a whole thing and now basically you're upswinging this was your own event right right that you had a positive roi on so Uh you're you're already like locked on here um i think at this point it's just kind of it's about so refining that pitch making it succinct meeting a lot of people you have a list of people or develop a list of people that you think would be interested in this sort of thing but don't be afraid to bring this out Anytime, you know, you kind of rub elbows with higher parts of society than I do. (laughs) Every every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Don't be afraid to bring this out because that's exactly the point. You don't want to 
make it a completely long diatribe, whatever, because people, you will lose a person's attention within 10 seconds. Right. But if it's just a short, you know, in and out kind of operation, nobody will feel like you were completely wasting their time or like trying to dictate where their attention goes. But you never know who might be interested in such a thing. Right. All right. All right. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't actually know. Again, this is all just assumptions I'm gleaning from watching Entourage a whole bunch. But I feel like people like constantly in LA are just like, you know, now would that be something you might be interested in? Well, uh, yeah, that's LA. That's their whole, that's why I don't like LA because yeah. everyone's always on and it's never genuine because it's always happening all the time. It just becomes so desensitized to yeah. it. Yeah. And you're like, uh. But, How is that going to be a movie? Let's, let's, I have this idea. Let me pitch this idea to you. It's like, I'm just a guy from Tucson. Stop it. Yeah, you don't have to but, pitch me ideas. But the thing stuff. is, is that the, the thing that you've never had a problem with is making the movies that Chris Scott wants to make. Mm-hmm. Right? You already, like when we first actually started talking together, before we even had a podcast, you know, the whole thing was like, we had to figure out a mission statement, why you want to make these movies and whatever. And it turns out that your movies were already in line with your mission statement. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That you wanted to do something for like uh, racial minorities and underdogs and the, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was already a thing. You already had that constructed. Right. I'm not really worried about you being, you know, like not genuine in your pitches. I don't think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So it's pitch time. It's pitch time. And so what were the steps of the pitch again? Okay. So the general rules are these, and then, and then we'll dial it in. Uh-huh. The general rules is that it has to be succinct. Succinct. Okay. Which works in your favor, because unlike me, you're not really that wordy of a person. Okay. You know what I mean? I can go on forever. I know. <laughs> That's where you say, no, but it's always so interesting. And you know, it's not. Fuck off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it has to be succinct. You don't want to waste people's time, and your the mission is not to uh, give them the whole spiel. Now it's just to secure a second meeting, Gar- garner their interest, secure a second meeting. Mm-hmm. So be succinct. Two, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Add that sizzle. Don't just give them, you know, the flat, monotone whatever. Be passionate about it, and you know, give. Give some, uh, give it, put it, put on a little show. Okay. Number three is demonstrate value. Okay. So you have to have the confidence in yourself that you are asking for something, but don't be afraid to ask for it. A lot of people, I think Tim Ferriss was, uh, talking about in his book. This is the second time we're bringing up Tim Ferriss. Um, yeah, I bring him up a lot. I probably bring him up a lot. I think he's like the new thing that you talk about now. It used to be Gary V a while. No, 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 no. Now I was talking Tim about Ferris Tim Ferriss way before I was talking about Gary Vee. No. Well, sure. And now all I talk the new thing is Jocko Willink. I only talk about Jocko Willink. Now. I haven't heard anything about Jocko Willink. Interesting. Anyways, um, Tim Ferriss was writing in his book that at one point in time, he put out a challenge to a group of students at Stanford. I think it was Stanford anyways, that, you know, the first person who gets him an interview with a really famous person, you know, he will buy that student's uh, plane ticket round trip to anywhere. And not a single person even co- entered uh-huh. the competition because they assumed they couldn't do it. You'd be surprised what you can accomplish if you just ask. Like, I think, what was it, Bill Gates as a kid? 
or no, no, Steve Jobs as a kid wrote to, was it Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? Anyways, he wrote to some company, Hewlett Packard, Mm -hmm. to see if they would send him parts, and they did. Right. And then he already had a job there when he when he was old enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think uh, Mick G, that director. Who? There's a director named Mick G, and I think he wrote <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg a letter. He's like, hey, I need money to finish my film. And Steven Spielberg sent him like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Have the confidence to... Just ask. Just ask. And then also have the confidence to like... I know you're not into titles and you're not into whatever, but have the confidence to be proud of the stuff that you've already done. Mm-hmm. So that's the third, you know, kind of major like rule to the pitch. All right. So is the time, am I going to pitch right now? Um, I think what you should do is instead of trying to, because what you're going to be doing is you're going to be trying to figure out like at the same time, you're going to be following the construct that I gave you, but then your brain's going to be overclocking on how do I want to phrase this? What's the flow? Don't worry about the it. alpha flow, the the alpha flow state. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just give me an outline instead? Don't try and like word it in any sort of way. Just what are, what are those things that you're going to try and hit? All right. So I'm trying to think of that sample pitch that you gave a little while ago and not just your constructs that you just presented. It's like, hi, my name is Chris Scott. Yeah. I'm a local film director. Uh, last year I, uh, did a screening for my movie, and now I want to do another screening event type of thing. So, uh, if you don't mind my interjection. Right. Do you want to bring up Elephant Scout at all? I probably should. I mean, that's half the reason why I want to do this, is to get my name out there more. Right. Um, Elephant Scout, is it? Is it a... Is it a uh, production a, company. LLC, is it a production company? Uh, yeah. I have a DBA for okay. my LLC. Yeah, you know me. Ooh, okay. No, so, I need to establish a new LLC for Elephant Scout. Okay, well, here's what you... I don't know what a DBA is. Doing business as. Oh, heard. So I guess a lot of people open up LLCs with like weird names on it, and then their business name is whatever they want it to be, and then you apply for a different application. So okay. you can do business as this thing, but my LLC is this. Understood. So, hi, my name's Chris Scott. I'm a local video. Uh, no, I run a local production company called Elephant Scout Films. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Last year, we did a screening of our first feature film, uh, Eddie Mummy, A Love Story. Uh, sold out screening. Perfect. Uh, and it benefited the local Boys and Girls Girl Scouts chapter. Did it? Yeah. We gave them like a thousand bucks. Yeah. So I keep the number off of it, but but Yeah. You know, we were able to raise money to donate to the Boys and Girl Scouts. Uh, Boys and Girl Scouts, no. Boys and Girls Club. Different. Different. Yeah, that's um, the, Difference. the hands, right? The hands, putting bigs and littles together. Yeah. So, uh, and we want to do another screening event just like that one. Mm-hmm. But this time, it's a night of murder and mystery. Yeah. Um, and then you bring up... Then I bring up... Uh, is that something you would be interested in sponsoring? <laughs> oh, I'd like to uh, get with you, you know, talk to you more about some details about sponsorships. Yeah. Um, hand out cards. Cause you have cards. I do. You do. Yes. And they're current. Oh, um, always, always. Beautiful. Well, I think I have one credit card that's expired in my wallet. Bring up the cut it up. 
specific um the specific place that you're trying to raise funds for right and but yeah i mean in the general sense that's that's a good outline obviously from there you know flush it out a little bit give mm-hmm. it a little zing but that's a good start all right so my name is chris guy and i run a local production uh film production company called elephant scout films and last year, we did a screening of our first feature film, Eddie Mummy, A Love Story. It was a sold-out show, and it was a benefit for the local chapter of the Boys and Girls Club. So if you're big raising, brothers, big sisters. If you're it's raising big brothers, money big for, sisters, uh, not Boys and Girls Club. If you're raising money for all these different foundations, doesn't that kind of, by technical definition, make you a little bit of a philanthropist? I think so. I'll wear my, philanth- my philanthropist shirt. Because I can't say it. You have a philanthropist shirt? Yeah, because I can't say the word. So oh, I have it my. printed on the chest, and I just point to it. Oh, perfect. Hey, like, hey, I'm, a... <laughs> I'm, I'm this. Right. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and then you kind of just talk about uh, that, that your latest project, what, you know, Eddie Mummy and, like, all the great things that came out of that flushed out, out a little bit more. I can mm-hmm. help you out with that because I talk a lot. Yes, you do. Then you talk about what your next venture is going to be. Right. And then how that's going to benefit the community, both just the general arts community doing something for Tucson. Because Tucson's kind of on its way up. Everybody I know who's, you know, some major chef or some so-and-so or somebody who owns this or that. Is or, getting on the Food Network. Right. Or, uh, or for instance, uh, Steitler, who owns most of downtown. Everybody I know says the same thing. They say, Tucson is quickly becoming the new Portland. Yeah. Who knows if that's actually true, but more importantly, who gives a shit? Right. Tucson is the United States UNESCO City of Gastronomy representative for whatever reason. Yeah, we're the number one gastronomy center ever. Yeah. So the point is, is this place has credence. It has heat behind it. Right. You are establishing yourself as a major player in the arts community here. I need to, yeah. Yeah. Well, not you need to. You are. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. Right? You're going to go ahead and just take the reins and become the front runner. Like, who's who's going to stop you? Uh, you're, Nobody. You're not named nemesis that I will not name on the podcast? Exactly. Yeah. Not them. No. Right. So. <laughs> Although one, I used to have an arch nemesis, but now not anymore. Now there's a, a new one has emerged. But you know what? No name challenge. calling. I yeah, mean, yeah. we're all we're all friends. Yeah, no no name we're calling. Civil. We're we're gentlemen. We're gonna you know just but secretly, secretly deep down inside. Yeah, I have an arch nemesis. Yeah, I too also have an arch nemesis, but that's for another podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm also a lot more spiteful and vengeful a person than you are. Um, but the point being is that you know you are going to say not only how this. Like the obvious one is how this benefits the uh, organization that you're trying to bring money towards and mm-hmm. bring attention towards, but also how this benefits Tucson as a whole. And you're trying to create something that is novel and hasn't been done before, blah, blah, blah. Now, is that – and don't actually use the phrase because it's it's become, you know, whatever. But value is, nation? No, uh, value innovation. You're trying to value innovate. Value innovate. But what's the, what were you going to say? Don't actually use the phrase. Now, now – would that be something you might be interested in? But basically, that's what you're saying. Is that something you might be oh interested in? Oh, my God. In? I have a hilarious story about the word, the phrase. Is that something you'd be interested in? What? It's too long of a story. I'm kidding. Nope. I'm calling it. Nope. <laughs> we don't have enough time for the story. The story is like a 30-minute story. 
You have a 30-minute yeah, story? Yeah, it's a very deep and involved story. Uh, I'm going to edit this out. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut that story and we'll just talk about it over beers. So I won't use the phrase. Is now, that something, is that something you, you might be interested in? Right. But definitely, you know, say uh, I would definitely love to, you know, have a longer conversation. I just don't want to take up that much of your time. You can reach me, you know, here. Give them your card um, if, you, if you'd like to discuss this further. Mm-hmm. And boom, you're done. That's They call that an elevator pitch because it's the type of thing that would only take the amount of time for one elevator ride. And like old elevators that used to take a long time. Right, where you to close, get from floor you close to floor. the cage door and then, you know, whatever. Not any of these Elon Newer Musk elevators. bullet elevators They're that super can fast. go from uh, California to New York City in 30 minutes. I mean, that'd be pretty rad. All right, all right. I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I, I definitely think your 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 core competency is all there. I think you know we just have very we have opposing skill sets. Okay, all right. So when it comes to the pitch, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Add some weight to that name. Yeah. You are having this conversation for a reason. It's not just you're not just going around asking for money like uh, like a panhandler. No, there's a reason that you're doing this. Right. Add some weight to that name. Add some sizzle to it. Sizzle. End with a. Uh, let's talk about this more in the future if you're interested. Yeah. And you know, talk about what the what the project you're actually trying to do right now. So you're talking about past reasons why you are why you've demonstrated your value mm-hmm. then talk about what you're trying to do now why that's important and then end it right there before you eat up too much of their time all right so you know go through rights rewrites more rewrites talk to some of your uh, professional friends consult with people see what they think you know whatever but also remember at the end of the day this is your this is your product if you get to a point where you're actually happy with it which like if that happens, that should be your biggest sign because I think it, that old adage is true. You you are your own worst critic. Uh-huh. If you are actually satisfied with something, that means that you're there. Don't let people shake your confidence all that much. Right. Um, and then you know, kind of each one should be slightly tailored to who you're speaking to. So, for instance, um, when you're applying to colleges or even actually when you're applying to jobs and uh, you're doing your cover letter or, you know, whatever, you have to talk about why you're good for that particular position. You can't copy and paste the same thing and send it to everybody and think that, you know, whatever. Although, speaking of, once you get your pitch down in like a – I always present better in person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it couldn't hurt to kind of send out some emails. I think I'm going to email some people. Yeah. Email some people. Do a lot of stuff in person, though. Um, but, yeah, figure out who exactly you want to contact and why mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. All right. Sounds like I got some homework to do. It's, it's a lot of work to do. Um, but uh, I think the, the reward from it is... Uh, It'll be worth it. It'll be great. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.